0: Bro, he was like, he'll never be jammer. He will never be jammer. Whip him, like, I'm like, bro, what's up? Like, we was just cool, like, what's up? Right, right. I feel disrespected. You feel I told you he was gonna be playing for me, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, coach. I'm like, yeah, I hear you. I'm like, but everybody mm-hmm. got, I tell him straight up, I'm like, yeah, but everybody got to pay. Nobody know this, though. Nobody know this. But GQ, the whole time I'm watching everything he do at safety, because he told me this, he was like, hey, you remind me of myself. I think you're going to be playing safety. The best thing that really could have happened in my career was going to Detroit. Coach Caldwell get fired, bro, it turned into the military, bro. Detroit uh, Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> you might be happy walking into the building. As soon as you walk in, you just like, I don't even want to be here, bro. Like, yeah. He came up to me at the game. He was like. Don't you ever point that ball at me? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it's the one yeah, way, yeah, man a man, yeah, we talking, man a man, they can't got me, man a man, they don't want to see me. In me, that's why I want it so bad Must be the hustler in me that keep my foot on the gas When you got it from nothing, then hard times ain't so bad Just know I'm coming for everything that they said I couldn't have I put my life inside it, yeah, I kept it silent Yeah, I played the field, that's how I feel about it We put numbers on the board, we always up the score Yeah, we stuck to the planet, never ran Now they can't see me man Yeah, we talking Man to man They can't guard me. Man a man, they don't want to see us Man a man, they don't know how to beat us. Man a man, man a man, man a man, man a man, man a man,
2: man a man, man a man. What's good, family man? We back at it. It's been a while. Um anyway we can, having get it, one of these, anyway but can get it to bring us back in man we have a exceptional exceptional um football players our next guest oh, uh, went to the University of Texas um drafted by the Detroit Lions and current all pro safety Quandre Diggs, man what's up man welcome to the man, man and man pod how you doing man i'm good bro i'm blessed
0: by you know what i mean finishing up getting ready to head back to seattle so about that time now yes sir it's go time man appreciate you joining the man and man pod like uh ab said it's been a minute since we had a guest we got a great guest on today uh what you want to jump what you want to jump off man we're gonna jump right into it actually You know, we talked about you being an exceptional football player. Obviously, your parent, husband, all this other stuff. But uh, how did you find football? I know your older brother, Quinn Jammer, exceptional football player as well. But how did you find football personally? Where did your football journey uh, start? I mean, really? I mean, it was – I always tell people, it was like – I don't want to say I was chosen, but, like, everybody about town was just like – he going to be next. You know what I mean? They got jammed. Everybody's like, well, that's Jam, little brother. He going to be next. So it was always, we 13 and a half years apart and I always yeah. watched him. You know what I mean? If he spatted his shoes in his high school game, I'm like, I'm finna to do that out of the neighborhood. I'm going to try to do that. So, um, I mean, growing up where we grew up, we grew up in a small town and we kind of grew up in like the the hood part of the, of uh, our small town. So, mm-hmm. I was the youngest. You know So I had to, I really had to, to play with the older kids i had to be tougher than everybody i had to be you know i mean i wasn't the biggest out there so i had to just thug it out really yep. and shoot, that's really how i started it was like street football and then we went for the street football the little league ball and it was crazy though because bro i would play football one year and i love ball i would play football one year the next year i'm like i don't want to play i want to go watch my brother games you know i mean he was in college so I would go back. We drive to Austin to go to all his games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I would play one year, skip a year, play one year, skip a year, and then one year I just took two years off and then started back in wow. seventh grade. And then that's when it—that's when it really got to be an every year when I hit seventh grade.
2: Man, talk about it like like you said, man. Quinn Jammer, man, there's a, a a dog on the field, and him being your older brother, like, and and the people in the neighborhood saying, "Hey, Q, he's gonna be the next one," like. Just speaking of like the expectations is, you know, trying to, you know, not really fill the shoes, but just following the footsteps is big bro, man. Was that, was that tough? I mean, it
0: it was tough, but I was always like a confident. Still is, but like always super confident as a kid. I used to tell him, like, I'm going to be better than you, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be better than you. I ain't trying to hear all that. Because my brother was the type, he was like a father figure, but at the same time, we would go out and we would throw the football and like the stigma around my brother was he couldn't catch. You know what I mean? He always make the pass breakers, but he couldn't catch. So for him, it was like I'm gonna really teach him how to catch. So dude would stand <laughs> like 10, 10 yards away from me, bro, just drill the ball at my chest and be like, catch it. If you don't catch it, you it's gonna hit you in your chest. And I'm like, hey. Mm-hmm. But it was just that mindset of like, all right, I'm gonna make him better than me. You know what I mean? So it wasn't really pressure for me it was more of like this is what i'm gonna do and i will be better than you so i ain't really worried about you know what i mean what you doing if yeah. my brother went out there and had a bad game i was the first one called him after the game like bro turn around and find the ball like you get the <laughs> interference for no reason bro and that's just kind of our relationship and it's still like that to this day you feel me like if i have a bad game or if i'm doing something on the field my brother gonna call me after the game and be like hey bro like I seen this play, like you could approach it like this and do it like this. So um I don't say it was pressure. I think it was just it was meant to be, it's what it was. Was it was it any other any other sports you played? I know you say you took a year off here and there, then you took two years off and started back up in the seventh, uh, yeah. with football full time. Was it anything? Was it hooping? Was it baseball? Was it any other sports uh that you played as a legit? It was basketball, bro. I used to okay. play basketball every weekend. You feel me? It was my mom used to get so mad because, you know what I mean, I'm going to tournaments every weekend. And she wouldn't even go to all the tournaments. Mm-hmm. I would be with my coach, be with my coach, and he had a son that was on my team. And we would be everywhere, every weekend, bro, from Dallas to freaking, you know what I mean, to Dallas, to San Antonio, to Austin, all around Texas. And then I played with another team, and we would go to Florida and stuff like that. So me and Mike Evans – we used to play against each other and then we was on the same team for a little bit uh, growing up. So me and him were super, super close. And, you know, I mean, that's my dog, too. Okay. So, now, did fast. you know, you knew off the rip, I know Jam went there to Texas. Did you know the whole time, this is where I'm going. I think he was a, I think I read, you was a top-ranked corner in the nation coming out of high school. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. No, that's facts, bro. That's fast. Yeah. but it was so yeah, more er, er, of like, everybody sending letters. Yeah, everybody. You feel me? My my top two in Texas and Bama. Um, but it was a, it was a it was a little standing there where you feel me. I almost was I almost went to Bama, bro. I almost went to Bama, and um, my recruiting coach ended up leaving Bama and going to Texas because you know oh, wow. Texas they gonna they gonna money with you. They can get whoever they want with that cash. So they end up getting him.
2: From Batman, then I end up staying committed to Texas. So speaking on that, right? So okay. re- reading again. Um, you come in as a freshman. Um, you start 11 out of the 13 games. Um, was that your like your expectations? Like, you know, I'm coming in as a as a as a freshman and I'ma start. Well, that's a tough that's a tough transition. Go right right in <laughs> yeah. the Big
0: 12 and just out the gate.
2: Yeah, bro. It was
0: when I came in, um, it was a secondary. It was Kenny Vaccaro, Adrian Phillips, who's still playing in the league. Carrington um, Bonham played in the league for a little bit. So when I came in, it was just like, hey, bro, y'all just went five and seven. Y'all had three corners lead. You feel me? Like, I, I want to come in. I'm going to start. Like, I used to tell them boys, like, when I came in, I'm like, hey, bro. like I'm cool with special teams and all that, but like I'm trying to start. You know what I mean? That was almost that was always my thing. I ain't never wrote the bench in anything I did. So I'm like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: nah, I ain't come here to sit on no bench, bro. Like I got a legacy. You feel me? My brother all over these walls and stuff. I'm like, I can't go out here and be be trash, you know what I mean? And right. then it was it was some more cats. I mean, we had some more of my teammates that had brothers there. So we had Coke McCoy, a little brother there. We had Jordan Shipley, little brother there. We had Tony Hill's little brother there at the same time. So, for me, I'm like, I'm trying to be the best brother. Like, yeah. I don't care about none of that stuff. Like, I got I got stuff to uphold. So, I remember going in, I told AP and Carrington, I'm just like, hey, bro, like, I came here to start, bro. Like, we could have a little rotation and all that, but I came to play. And, shoot, after the first two games, I ain't never looked back. What what you think was the biggest was the biggest help because you know we got some young cats who watch the show or who reach out to us and ask questions. What do you think was the biggest help in that transition? Because like I said, it's tough. You stayed kind of close to home, um, yeah. and and then you obviously had uh, you're familiar with it because Big Bro went there. But what was what was the toughest part of your transition, and what do you think helped you make that transition to to make you <laughs> Big Twelve Freshman of the Year, which is uh, obviously some high 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 goals to achieve. I mean, be real, bro, the hardest part was the 6 a.m. workouts. Like, that, was, that was killer. I remember coming in, I'm like, man, I don't even know if this cut out for me, bro. Mm-hmm. I had left high school early. I was still supposed to be in high school at the time. So I'm thinking, I'm looking at my friends. They having fun back at the crib. I'm waking up at 5.30 every morning, having to walk over there to the facility, get ready to go through these workouts for two hours. Then I got to hit class. Then I got study hall. So, like, the adjustment phase of like, time management, the workouts, you know what I mean, new atmosphere, being around the players, letting, you know, getting to know the teammates and all that stuff. That was the hardest part for me. Um, but what made the transition smooth was just, like, I had great people around me, you know what I mean. My host, my two hosts on my official visit, I got real close with them, who was Adrian Phillips and Jordan Hicks who are still playing the league right now. And I got super close to them. And I was just with them. And I just kind of attached to the hip with them and just vibed out. You know what I mean? AP, one of the ones, he wanted the military workers. Like, he wanted to work hard all the time. He wanted to do extra on Saturdays and all that. And that ain't really me. You feel me? Like, I work hard. But Saturdays, bro, I'm trying to hit 6th Street. Like, I'm trying to get turnt. You feel me? Like Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. But uh, that was just. That was just good for me to be around him because I'm like, all right, if he working, I got to work. You know what I mean? Because I'm competing with him to go start that corner. So I got to go work. If he working, I got to do it. And then Jordan was good because he was just that cool, calm demeanor. Like, he going to work. He going to have fun. But like, I'm
2: going to see him on six, three, two. So too. So that was, mm-hmm. that was cool. You know what I mean? Just getting to know everybody. And uh, that kind of helped me. Off the transition part, but going into uh, UT, right, um, I just got a question on, on on the University of Texas just in general in this in the in the DBs that's that's gone through there you know um shit you talk about big bro um yourself you talk about Mike Huff Earl Thomas um Aaron ross like what is it about AJ Williams yeah it's it's a, it's a sure. bunch of guys so just talk about just the 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 legacy of uh, you know, UT, the hook'em horns and 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 the and the guys that's that's come through there that played in that second there. Let's talk about just what that legacy means to you. I mean, for me, it means everything, you feel me? Cause
0: I grew up watching all them cats. You feel me? I I grew up watching the Huffs, the A-Roths, the T Bugs, you know. What I mean, uh my brother, of course, Nathan Vasher. And for me, it was like I ain't had no choice because it was like they come up there. They slapping me in the back of the head while I'm up there. Like, they, they like, hey, They're like you You better do something. Like, you better do something. Mike G, Mike G, the biggest bully of all, bro. Like, he come out there, he slapped me in the head. Like, hey, you chunky. You need to lose weight. Like, you need to lose weight all that. And then when we go in there, bro, our coach, uh, Dwayne Aquino, it was just, bro, he believed in, you know what I mean, we're going to be tough, we're going to be physical, and we're going to be smart. And yeah. that's all he used to preach, right When he say physical, bruh, he meant physical. That mean ain't no cutting offensive linemen. You hitting them on they pulling. Like, bruh, he was all <laughs> about it. bro. it's Huff fault we had this deal called a pit. Because y'all know Huff ain't want to tackle, bro. Huff wasn't trying to tackle nothing. So yeah. that's the that dog too. <laughs> That boy Coach Akina put this thing in called a pit. So we used to go down there the hottest part of the practice field. Oh, and Buddy man. used to get like the uh, you know, the big mats that you can jump on and like they got the cushion. Yeah. You know, you know, the walk-ons in college, <laughs> you know, at a certain point, them boys like crash dummies down there. So Coach Akina used to have us smacking the walk-ons. Like them boys got the pad. Mm-hmm. And we got the back tunnel, we gotta run. Boom, we I, ducked him up, bro. Like, yeah. And he like, we will be feeling strike, like
1: strike. We like, man. I'm
0: like, bro, this dude crazy, bro. Like, so I tell y'all a funny story. The first day I get there, dog, first yep. day. My first uh uh spring ball practice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mind you, Coach Akini was my brother coach. So I get there, he asked me a question. It was like Cloud on the, le- on the left side. He like, if you got Cloud, if, if if you down here in this position, in this cover six, what do you have back here? I'm like, mm-hmm. Cloud. He was like, ah. He was like, you're way smarter than Jammer. Like, you're way smarter than him. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm all right. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm straight. Bro, we got the one-on-ones, bro. As soon as we walked over, nobody even did a rep. Bro. That boy said, he called all the receivers. He was like, hey, kick his ass. Like, kick his Talk ass. Talk about yes, you. Yes, bro. He was like, he'll never be jammer. He will never be jammer. Whip him. Like, I'm like, bro, what's up? Like, we were just cool. Like, what's up? Right, right, he right. Like, <laughs> he like, he'll never be jammer. Whip his ass and send him back to Angleton. He shouldn't even be here. <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, what's up? But that was just how he was, you feel me? That was the standard he upheld, and that's what he expected out of me. And, like, every day you going out meeting room, you got to look at that wall. We had a money wall, mm-hmm. and it was all the cash. It was like $300 million worth of cash, bro, from, from Earl, my brother, Nate, Mike G, Huff, all of the cats that had been first rounders, made all that that's money, awesome. A-Ross. Yeah, bro, it was like $300 million worth of contract. He like, Ooh. if you want to play in the league, look at these guys. These guys have done it. So he used to have a feeling with them boys when they was at Texas. Yeah. And, like, it was like, if you want to make – we had a teach tape. He's like, you want to make this tape? You need to make some plays. He was like, I can take it all the way back to uh, Arizona where he had uh, – what's the dude Cecil, Chuck Cecil. He Chuck had a tape Cecil, of yeah. Chuck Cecil at Arizona. He had a tape of my brother, yeah, he, Nash, he, he So he coached – he coached Cecil? Yes, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yes, bro. So he had um what's buddy? Um, uh, y'all know uh Baltimore Ravens corner, uh the old head. McAllister? Well, uh, McAllister, Chris McAllister. Yeah, Coach Chris McAllister had tape of him, but so we in there, we just learning, you know what I mean? Like I'm learning ball, watching these teeth tapes. I'm like, I gotta be on these teeth tapes. Like, I gotta be on these teeth tapes. To, yeah. And for me, it was like he told me. But I got to my sophomore year, he was like, "Ah, now we got Quandre on the teach tea- tape." I'm like, "I made it up, no, bro." Like, I'm that's Ooh. a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So it was just it was it's that standard. You feel me? And you have to uphold that. It for me, I felt like I had to uphold that because I ain't had no choice. Them boys gonna be talking trash to me anyway.
2: <laughs> no. Nah, I love that though. Just um, yes. i when mean, you talk to people when you you know you think about like the you, like them boys is always tight. You know, just from back in the day to to now, how the board the old heads go back, and um, you know, I know as I played through the league, you know, it's always you know DBs from from the University of Texas so I always kind of you know want to ask those questions, man. How how is that camaraderie from from younger to older guys? But um, that's love though. That's love. Yeah, for yeah, sure.
0: Now, nah, them, them boys, we all still close, bro. I can Mike GB golfing with me. I can hit Huff up whenever. A Ross, all them cats. Like, I hit all them boys up and just check on them. T Brown out here. Like, it's really a brotherhood, bro. And that's really what I learned being here. And it's the same way because I'm the same way with the younger cats now, the Deshaun Elliott, you know, those cats like that. They hit me up for everything. Like, hey, big brother. Like, I want to highlight at you, PJ Lock. Like, hey, big bro. Like, I hey, you got any financial advice for me and stuff like that. So uh, I always want to be that and do the same thing for them boys. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. What Speaking of Texas, before we move on, what you think the future holds for them, man? I know y'all going to the SEC soon. Uh, you got the young Manning out there. I like the cat they got already out there, uh, Quinn is Ewers. Ewers, yeah, Ewers, um out there, quarterback. I like him a lot. But what you think the future is? For that program, can y'all get back get back to the top? We, we spoke on the money and in this yeah. NIL space. Y'all got y'all <laughs> definitely got the bankroll. Fact. So get back to the top. I mean, I think so, bro. I think it's just more boys gotta want it. You know what I mean? But I think Sark has brought that attitude back. Where you know what I mean, he's been around Saban, he's been around Pete Carroll, he's been around these different coaches. You know what I mean? So he's kind of meshed those cultures where like we are gonna work but we're going to have fun. You feel me? And I think sometimes, and, and I think with him, he's more of like, they. it's, it's scheduled out. Like, hey, this what we got, bro. Like, this what it is. This our day. This is how it go. Um, it ain't no, hey, what time are we going to have workouts tomorrow? You know what I mean? There's been some dysfunction in there for mm-hmm. the last years. Even when I was there, bro, it was just dysfunction. And, uh, you know, everybody not being on the same page. And I think they all align right now with, the president, uh, the head coach, you know the players all love Sark, so uh, I'm excited to see him this year. You know, what I mean, you know the offense is gonna always be pretty good with Sark, so uh, you know, what I mean, now it's just making sure we put it all together. Last year in the Big Twelve, they need to go win the Big Twelve, and um, hopefully, that give them some some momentum going into the SEC because you know that's gonna be tough. Dog fight every week.
2: That
0: nice. that's gonna be big. What what was that? Uh, speaking of the Big Twelve, what was that Red River? Rivalry like man, uh obviously we got great, that's one of the best parts of college football to me, are, are those long-standing rivalries. Obviously, you got like um old state Michigan. But River, that's that's a big one, man. What was that? What was that like playing in those? How were those games? What was the biggest moment for you in one of those games? I want to hear a little bit about that rivalry. Brother Rivalry, crazy. You feel me? You because it's split down the middle. So mm-hmm. every year you go there, it's in Dallas, you know what I mean? So you go there, it's a morning game. It's like an 11 o'clock game, which I hate. But it got to be like that because the Cotton Bowl in the middle of the hood. So can you can't go out there. <laughs> you can't go out there and have a night game and people out there yeah. getting robbed. Yeah. So you get out there. The whole, like, uh, the fair, it's a state fair, big state fair. So it's rides. It's, you can smell the corn dogs. You can smell the turkey legs, all that. You smell all that. Why are yeah. you at the stadium? So you go out, and at Texas, we usually run out first, I think. I think we ran out first because we at the other end. So all our fans are the other end. So when you run out the tunnel, no cap. It's all red, and it's just cold. Like, you running out, and you just feel like chills because they booing you. Oklahoma yeah. fans, they booing all year. Boo! You cross the 50, and then it get warm because they ain't but Texas fans. So then you like, dang, like, that was weird. You feel yeah. me? So my freshman year, I ain't going to lie. I'm in over my head, bro, my freshman year. I ain't going to cap. I run out there, and I'm like, I, I, I'm kind of spooked. I'm like, ooh, snap, bro. Like, that's kind of different. I ain't had no, you know, you it's ain't real. had no experience like that. Yeah, this real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when, that's when Broyles was winning the bulletin called. Landry Jones up for the Heisman. Yeah. I'm like, they had Kenny Stills and all these cats. I'm like, bro, I'm a young freshman. Like, I ain't played no cats like these yet. Mm-hmm. First play of the game, boy, we in cover three. They line bros up on me. He run a comeback. And I bailed like 30 yards, bro. <laughs> hey, that boy, catch the, he catch the comeback, get like 50. <laughs> off the rip. Off the rip. I'm like, ooh, it's going to be a long day, boy. It's going to be a Man, that boy beat us like 60 to 14 or something like that, dog. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is different. So the next year, I'm thinking, like, man, it's gonna be different. Like, I've been in it before. Man, we get out there, man. Them boys smoke us again. But I get that same feeling where, like, I have a good game though. I play good, but yeah. we just get smoked.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The third year, we like, man, we prepare it now. Like, we we and we go out there, we bust them up. So I'm like, all mm-hmm. right, bet. And then my senior year, we lose our quarterback through a pick six. And then they ran a kickoff return for a touchdown, and we lose by seven points. So, I mean, they got the best of me when I was there, but the robbery yeah. was super fun. Mm-hmm. And like, OU ain't like the keep it above. Like, OU was a big robbery for us, but like, we don't hate OU, I feel like. I feel like we hate AM. Like, I can't okay. stand AM. Yeah. You feel me? Like, that's the robbery that I can't wait to, wait to be back. Cause I played in that robbery my freshman year. But I will say that rob- that Oklahoma robbery got me ready for the AM game at the end of the year. Was that Johnny's a- football years? Nah? nah, that was uh, okay. Tannehill. They had Tannehill, the quarterback, after last year, a mm. uh, and in, in the Big 12. We went up there, bust them boys up at their crib. Jay Tuck kicked the game winning field goal. We celebrated in the middle of their field. And now we got bragging rights until they play again. But Uh, That OU game definitely got me prepared
2: for that A&M game. Y'all got so many teams out there in Texas, man. Like like what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, big state. I mean, you think about, you know, you got Texas Tech, A&M, UT, TCU. TCU, Like, it's so many teams out there, but, you know, some good ball out there at the end of the day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely, man. All right, so after your great uh, Texas Career, draft process, everybody we have on here, obviously everybody uh, got their own unique draft story. You know, the rankings, sometimes it's a position switch. Obviously, you play a lot of corner. Now you're a Pro Bowl uh, free safety in the league. But uh, what, what was that What was that whole process like for you coming out in the draft, obviously the prep part, and then, you know, draft weekend? Was it a team you thought you were going to? Was it a round you thought you were going in? What was that experience like for uh, Digs? I mean, the, the, the workout stuff was cool. You feel me? I, I built friendships that I have forever. You know what I mean? So, um, definitely thankful for that part, but the rest of it, the combine the senior bowl, all that stuff was like a drag. You feel me? It was extra that I feel like for me, it was like, I did all those things, but at the end of the day, you go there, you measure in, Oh, he five nine. Uh, you go there, he's 196 pounds. Ah, oh, he can only play swat. Well, I'm telling y'all that I can play safety, but nobody listening, right? Nobody listening to what I got to say. I'm like, hey, bro, like, I played safety my whole life. Then I got the corner in college. I only played corner because they told me that's the easiest way to get on the field at Texas. When it did it, ball that corner. But, like, I could play safety too. Like, I know that it was the big corners, you know what I mean? That's when they had the big corners. Where- Everybody yeah. wanted to find Sherm and Pat P and, you know, the bigger guys. So, I understand. You. That's cool. I'm like, well, you got guys like E.T. You know what I mean? You got A.B. balling that safety. You got, you know, you got guys that's closer to my stature balling that safety. So, like, I could play safety, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just like, all right, nobody listening. So, everybody like, well, we just see him as a nickel corner. That's what he is. I go to the combine. I ran a four, five, six, which is, like, my slowest time that I ran because mm-hmm. like, I, I had been running, like, 4-5-0 to 4-5-2. Like, that's what I ran consistently.
2: Yeah.
0: So I'm like, all right, bet. Like, you know what I mean? So I ran a four, five, six. Teams is like, well, we had it at 4 5, two, four, five one. So I'm like, cool. Like, I'm going to just stand on that. Like, that's what – so we get through the process. I've talked to Detroit, like, three times. I had formals with them. Talk to Cleveland. That's what Aaron Glenn was at Cleveland. Yeah, uh, I had like a visit there. So I'm thinking like I might be going to Cleveland or I might go to Detroit. Right. So I'm like, well, Detroit talking to me a lot. I don't know if I'm gonna go there. So, how, wait. How you felt about that? Cleveland
2: or Detroit coming out in the draft? <laughs> that, that was gonna be my. After you got done, that was gonna be my question. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to Cleveland, Detroit.
0: So, hey. hey. Hey, in my head, in my head, no lie. I'm like, I ain't ever been to no Midwest, bro. Like, oh no, if I want to do that, bro. I'm like, so Houston called like the week before the drive. You know, I'm from the crib. That's the crib. I'm like, yeah, I might be going to the crib. I'm like, that'll be cool. Like, just be at the crib, you know what I mean? And slide, slide back to work, you know, see the fam. That's cool too. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, man, my brother went to San Diego, bro. And I'm finna go to Cleveland or Detroit. That's what I'm really thinking in my head. I'm like, man, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, see, I remember hitting up Marquise bonus, because I think Keys got drafted in the third round. And I'm like, I might go like third, or fourth round. So I hit up Keith. I'm like, hey, bro, what was your signing bonus, bro? Like, you feel me? Like, what was your signing bonus? I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to get paid. You feel me? I like, do well right, already. Keys. Yeah, so Keith, Keith told me, I'm I like, will right, well, Cleveland draft me in the third. Like, I'm straight. So, they had a draft, I know I ain't going first round. I'm looking like, but ain't no way. You know, they talked about I ran too slow, my arm's too short. Mm-hmm. He just a nickel corner. I'm like, all right, whatever. Man. So, the second they come, I'm like, it's a possibility because they had buddy from old Miss, Ghost, and I think he went first or second round, something like that. Uh, he was like 5'9". I'm like, all right, bet. I got a shot maybe the second day. Yep. Second, and third round, roll, roll around. I'm like, ah, all right. So, bro, no cap. Me and my, my my girl at the time, my wife now, we at my mom crib. I'm sleeping in bed. It's like 7 a.m. My phone started ringing. I'm like, brother, draft ain't to like 12 o'clock. I look at it. It's a Cleveland phone. It's a Cleveland number. AG yep. hit me. A.G. hit me. He was like, hey, get the fam together. Like, hey, we, we got three fourth round picks. We're going to take you one of the fourth round picks. So wow. I'm like, bad. this this, this, Aaron, this Aaron Glenn, right? Yeah, Aaron Glenn. Okay, Aaron Glenn, that's a, that's a former Texas, he went to Texas, Texas A&M. A&M. Yeah, Texas A&M. A&M okay, okay, A&M, great, but yeah. uh, Aaron Glenn. So I'm like, all right, bet. Like, I wake up, shake my girl, hey, I'm going to go in the fourth round. Like, You know what I mean? I'm excited. I get my mom and them together. We out there getting crawfish and stuff ready because we finna, we like, we finna have us a nice little draft day party. Like, cool. Yep. I'm like, we're gonna get it over early. We're gonna get the, I'm gonna get drafted, you know what I mean? I'm gonna do all that, then we're gonna have fun. Yeah. So, fourth round roll around. I see them boys take a, I think them boys took a safety. They took a safety from Northwestern. Uh, mm-hmm. uh His had Campbell. They took him. I'm like, damn, so they gonna take a corner right out there? So then they take like a tight end or something. I'm like, so they got one more draft pick. I'm like, cool. Man, I look, them boys traded that joint. I'm like, oh, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be going. Like, what happened to me? You feel yeah. me? What yeah. yeah. did I'm like, what y'all traded for? I'm still right here. Ain't nobody took me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm like, man, damn. So fourth round go by. Nobody go. So at this point, my brother there, he know I'm getting hot. I mean man, I'm hot. I'm in there crossed up, frowned up, mad at everybody. I'm mad at everybody at the house. He didn't even lay phone. Yeah. Yeah. So mad at everybody hitting your phone. Yeah. So so I'm like, they they drafted my homeboy. New York drafted my homeboy in the fifth round. I'm like, bro, I know I'm better than him. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, bro, I'll play him in college. Like, what what's up? You feel me? So, mm-hmm. I hit my best friend, you know, like, that's my, like, love, like, love. Like, that's my best friend. That was my roommate, everything. So, I hit him. I'm like, bro, congrats. Like, I don't know what's going on with me, bro. Like, congrats. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a little hate in my heart. I'm like, hate. But, you know what I mean? It's a competitive nature in me. You feel that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm like, all right, whatever, bro. So, I'm sitting outside on the patio. My brother is trying to slide me. My brother, a whiskey drinker. He's going to try to slide me some whiskey.
1: Mm-hmm. I- I'm like, man,
0: oh, bro. I don't want that, bro. I ain't trying to drink. Like, I'm having this sober. You feel me? Like, yeah. My feelings going to be hurt sober. Like, I ain't breaking yeah. my feelings away. So I'm just sitting outside. I'm sitting outside. and I go back in the house. Uh, we watching it in the house. I ain't even watching really no more, bro. I'm just sitting over there talking. And I look at my phone because I got my phone on. My phone started ringing. I look. I always say Dearborn, Michigan. Mm-hmm. I always say Allen Park, Michigan. I'm like, what the? I don't even know where that's at. Yeah. I answer the phone. I get on the phone. Uh, it was uh, Martin Mayhew. Mayhew was like, "Hey, like, we about to take you without. We with pick two hundred in the sixth round. Like, we're so excited to have you. Like, you know, we've really been itching in you the whole time." Uh, you know, we met with you three times, so obviously you familiar with us, like we we about to take you. It's like, hey, it's our head coach Jim Caldwell. So Coach Caldwell, get on the phone, you know, smooth talk to Coach Caldwell. He got on the phone, he like, hey, like, you know, like we're excited. You got a chance to come in, and play early. You know what I mean? Like, come in, and play nickel, you go compete, and you know, you got a chance to start. Bet. He was like, I'm gonna give you the phone to Terrell Austin. So I get on the phone with TA. TA started talking like, "Hey, I was almost your coach at Texas." He telling me how he almost took the Texas job, and I was like, mm-hmm. I-, "I ain't listening, to none of it, though." Right, right. So I ain't listening, to none of it. I'm like, "Yo, huh? Yeah, like y'all could took me earlier then, because they had took a corner in the third round, uh, Alex Carter from Stanford." Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm like, "All right, bet." So then my corners coach get on the phone. Tony Oden, he get on the phone, and he like, uh. He like, I was real cool with Tony Oden and Allen Williams, right? So I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, T.O. get on the phone. And he like, hey, he like, hey, bro, I told you I was going to get you. I told you he was going to be playing for me, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, coach. I'm like, yeah, I hear you. i like, but everybody mm-hmm. got to, I tell him straight up, I'm like, yeah, but everybody got to pay. He like, yeah. what he like, what do you mean? Like, be excited that you got drafted. I'm like, yeah, I hear that i like, but I'm better than a lot of these cats that were drafted in front of me. He was Mm -hmm. like, listen to me. He was like, take a deep breath. He was like, enjoy this. Enjoy being drafted. Come to work. And you let all that other stuff handle all day. A-Dub get on the phone. He started talking. He like, hey, we excited. We excited. You're going to come in. You're going to have some fun with me and T.O. Like, we're going to make it fun. We're going to teach you. Just like we talked about the combine and all that meeting. So I'm like, cool. I get off the phone. My brother started talking to me. Then the uh, reporters start calling because I got an interview. I tell the reporters, I'm like, hey, I done heard about I ain't fast enough, I ain't big enough. I'm like, I'm going mm-hmm. to show y'all. And I get there, but I have one thing on my mind when I get there. I'm like, bro, I'm about to ball. Like, that's all yeah. I'm about to ball, and that's all it was. And I went into the best room I could ever been in
2: going into. It. Yeah, so I, I want to touch on that, right? So Allen Williams was my uh, my coach out there and Indy. The- um, you talk about T.A. I remember T.A. when I was coming out of the out of the draft, yeah. I think he was with Seattle. Um,
1: yeah.
2: and then you talk about Coach Caldwell, right? So, like you said, like, just as far as the leadership, as far as coaching wise, I think, you know, you couldn't walk into a, a, a better situation. But then also, the guys in the room, because I think yeah. Glover was there. Yep. Um, was Don Carey there? Yep. Don to Um, Slay. So like just talk about like you walking, you walking into the building, because I know myself and D Buck, we always talk about like, you know, as a rook walking in that building and telling the young guys, you'll know, grab onto one of the OGs that's doing it right, that's moving the right way, and mm-hmm. just you know, follow their lead, man. So just talk about that. When well, you got the OGs in the in the room, um that's been playing high-level ball, but then you also got the coaches and 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 the men that's, that's walking walk the right way and know the game, man. Just talk about how that affected your game your first early on in your career. Well, I say this, and I say this with complete honesty, like, complete honesty,
0: that was the best thing for my career was me going six round and me going to Detroit. Best thing for my career, that's the best thing that could have ever happened to me, because you got to think, I'm coming from Austin. I'm coming from, you know, going and balling at Texas, so I'm on a high, you feel me? Like yeah, I'm on, yeah. I'm, so I get there, Rasheen Mathis in the room, mm. James ahead of the room, Josh Wilson in the room. I had real OGs in the room.
2: Yeah.
0: Sheen like year 14, Josh mm-hmm. Year 9, uh, Ahead of Year 9. I think DC was like year eight. GQ was like year seven, year eight. I had a I had Crescent Butler was like year six. Uh, I had Slay, young Slay. Young Devin Lawson. So, like, for me, I had the old heads, but I also had young cats that I could look at yeah. and be like, hey, like, I could vibe with them boys too. But GQ took me under his wing. The first day I was drafted, GQ hit me. I was like, hey, bro, like, welcome to the room. Like, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. Like, yeah. work when we get here? You feel me? And mm-hmm. that was like, for me, it was like, okay, that's a welcome. And I had, of course, watched GQ because he played in Houston. Yeah. Yep. Houston, I had already been familiar with his game, and well, I remember walking in, bro, after rookie mini camp. I went to the rookie mini camp, had a good rookie mini camp. Walked in and worked in on Monday, and you know what, Coach Caldwell? It ain't none of that like hazing the rookies, none of that. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're gonna treat everybody with respect like this. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can get the, the rooks to get y'all snacks and get y'all food, but we ain't doing no hazing and none of that. Like we are gonna accept these boys. Mm-hmm. And it was the best thing, bro, between watching Sheen be 35 years old playing corner, seeing how he warm up for practice, see how GQ warm up for practice. Oh, I got to play special team because I'm a rook. Then I can just follow D.C., follow Don. Yeah, yeah. Coach taught me so much about how to play gunner, how to play jammer, how to do all that stuff where, like, I was so far ahead of all the other rookies because I was just with them, like, learning all the techniques, how to step. And then I go, and then I'm at nickel, and Josh is teaching me nickel. But mm. at the same time, nobody noticed this, though. Nobody noticed. this. But GQ, the whole time I'm watching everything he do at safety, because he told me this. He was like, hey, you remind me of myself. I think you're going to be playing safety. He's like, so pay attention. Did Glover come in as a corner, too? Came in as a nickel in the corner. Yeah. Okay, let's talk so. so. He was like watch. He's like, just pay attention. He's like, I know you got to learn your nickel stuff, but just pay attention to what I'm doing. Mike G had already told me that two years ago. He's like, you're going to play safety, bro. I'm I'm telling you. So I'm like, no, I'm a corner whatever. So Mm -hmm. I'm watching everything GQ do, bro. I'm watching everything. I'm learning all my nickel stuff. They really gave me the reins. So Josh ended up starting that nickel, but I would get like a series on, series off every game. Mm -hmm. And Josh got hurt. I became a starter, and that was all she
2: wrote. Yeah,
0: but they a dub T O Tony Oden, who's the Jets. That's the Jets corners coach now. So he got Sauls DJ Reed, now. Yeah. So T O and T A them boys trusted me to make all the calls. So you know, you got the bunches, you got the stack. As yeah. a rookie, they like, hey, you got, you handle that. Like we trust you. Like, and they and T O was like, hey, we got rule guys and we got exception guys. He was like. You were more of an exception guy. So I trust mm-hmm. you if you're going to do that. I'm a rookie, bro. Like,
2: yeah. years old. That says a lot, too, for, for yeah. coaches for the coaches to put that trust in you as a rookie and yeah. play yeah. that knuckle position. Yeah. So, like, I'm in a bunch of slaying them looking
0: at me. I got to tell them the calls. Like, hey, this is what we doing. You feel me? If we were trio this week, I had to know that. Like, hey, we trio. Mm-hmm. It's me. And it was just like, never was young, never was year two. I was year one, Slay was like year three at corner. And then we had a head of bow, and then we had GQ. So we got the old heads behind it. So like mm-hmm. GQ, he said, hey, hey, this was coming. I look at it, I'm like, okay, okay, this was coming. Man. I'm gonna do everything you say. And yeah. like, go make plays, bro. He just trusted me. And that relationship between me, GQ, and Slay is unbreakable. You feel like We still talk, we go to dinner. Like when I go to Houston, we all go to dinner. Like, yeah, I still like that. But, like, just having Sheen and them guys, like, it was the best thing for me because they taught me how to be a pro. They taught me how to be family, man, first of all. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then you had A-Dub and T.O. And they like, hey, brother, like, the problems you have here at work, when you leave work, you leave them here, you go home, you take care of your girlfriend, whatever you got at the time. And that's always stuck with me. So now having a wife. Two kids, like, that's how I always think. Like, if I got something going on at work, I ain't going to take that to the crib. Yeah. Just those life lessons that I learned. And having Coach Caldwell, you know how smooth he was. Like, we going to work. We going to work fast, but we going to also be efficient at what we do. And, uh, I mean, that was the best thing that really could have happened in my career was going to be true. It's, it's, cra- it's crazy how, how- – quickly that time go by and why why it's so important. We they be always talk about the meat rooms and, and paying it forward and not being a hater and showing showing young cats the rope. Because you yeah. fast forward now all these years later. Now you that OG back there. Now you that you know perennial pro bowl and you got young Tariq Woolen coming in what fifth, sixth round pick. He have an all pro year in my opinion. Uh Coke Bryant Nickel young boy another young boy Michael Jackson. So now you got all these young cats in front of you and now you that old head you know, been doing what uh what Quinn did for you, so it's crazy how how quickly that time goes, and you wearing that different hat. But I want to go back to Detroit, and because uh, obviously you talked about coming in and that being the best thing for you, going sixth round, been in that room, having those coaches, and then after they fired Caldwell, I feel like a lot of things just went south with the organization, whether it was head coach, whether it's the front office. Like we saw a lot, like even from the outside looking at that time, I was I was still in the league. But you saw a lot of talking from the former players, but you could tell that the players all rock with each other. Like you, you could see that from a mile away. It could be Orlowski, yeah. it could be Slay, it could be you, it could be Qu- you could tell the player it wasn't that issue in that locker room, but it was a little dysfunction, I guess, outside of it. Um, you don't have to go too far into that, but just being a young player in that, how did that all transition? How did that all happen? You've been traded to Seattle and all those things. How did that all transpire? How did that impact you, I guess,
2: on and off the field as well?
0: I mean, I think my first three years, amazing. You feel me? I had fun. Work was fun. But the thing is, they would always warn us. You feel me? Like, the old heads would warn us. The player personnel people were warn us. Like, hey, like, don't take this stuff for granted. You feel me? Don't take these first three years that you got. Don't take them for granted because everybody ain't like this.
2: Yes, sir. They
0: already had. They already knew who was coming, like. You feel me? Like, it mm-hmm. yeah. was going me that year three. If, like, we didn't make the playoffs, basically, you know what I mean? It was, they was gonna get rid of Coach Cowell. We missed the playoffs by not even a full game, like a half a game. I won 10 games there, yeah? Won nine. We got cheated. Nah, okay. Got cheated against the Falcons. Uh, uh, golden Tate caught the pass, scored the touchdown. They reviewed it. We had mm-hmm. nine seconds on the clock. They reviewed it. We ain't had no more timeouts. Well, we no, we didn't have no more timeout. That's what it was. It reviewed it. They said his knee was down, but the ball was over the goal line. They said uh-huh. his knee was down though, but the ball was over the goal line. So, you know, like we had nine seconds. If he didn't score Don't later, 10 second runoff. 10 second runoff. Wow,
1: he was short of uh, the goal line. We'll go back to a running clock, and we have a 10 second run up. So, by rule, the game is
0: was like, Bro, I could have got back up and spiked the ball, and I could have, yeah. yeah, yeah, or he'd do one of his fake, you know, and, and, oh. and jump over. It. And our producer, Tone, huge Lion fan, and yeah. he'll splice this into the interview. We'll have to play because I'm sure he remembers it and for it's sure for him, but um, yeah, and and. And that's what what they kept telling us. They like, hey, like, don't take this for granted, bro. Like, don't take it for granted. And as a young guy, y'all was young. You feel me? Like, yep. granted. You like, man, this how it is. This the NFL, but this ain't college. Like, yeah. Coach Caldwell get fired, bro. It turned into the military, bro. Like, I basically was Detroit uh, Navy Seal. <laughs> <laughs> You get there, you walk into the building, you walk into the building, dog. It's like soon, you might be happy walking into the building. Soon as you walk in, you just like, I don't even want to be here, bro. Like,
2: yeah. Took
0: the joy out of it. Took all the joy out of it, bro. I ain't gonna lie, and I told people that when I got traded from and Pete Pete knows it, when I got traded from Detroit to Seattle. I was in a dark place mentally in football mm-hmm. because it wasn't fun no more. Like, yeah. I have having fun. Bro, I had just signed a new extension, all that. Like, I'm supposed to be having the time of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm miserable, like, walking into the building. I'm calling my mama every day, like, man, I hate this. Like, mm-hmm. I can't stand this dude. Like, brothers just don't have no respect for people. Like, it was just bad. You feel me? In? Yep. oh. Uh, he just made it bad. He was just trying to be somebody that he wasn't. And I feel like now he has this spot where he's trying to make it better. You know what I mean? He's trying to make it seem like he made a mistake. Like, yeah, like, it's easy to say, but you don't know how terrible you were in that moment. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't a good thing because we had a good team. We had good players. We had good culture. And you were so jealous and envious of Coach Caldwell that we respected him so much. And we couldn't respect you because of the way you came in, as you yeah.
2: got as Caldwell, he tried and, to he tried to undo everything that Caldwell set up. Yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah, you know, buddy, buddy came in was
0: like nine games. Nine games is nothing. That's nothing. We at we, I'm like we. First of all, I'm like Bill, <laughs> I'm, Bill. B. He was like we care about Super Bowls. Like that's what we gonna do. Like. All this nine-win stuff, we need to get rid of it. I'm just like, bro, we got a good culture here. Like, you don't need to come in and try to change the culture. And then on like free agent visits, bro, he would tell cats, because like I'm locked I'm locked in with a lot of guys around the league. You feel me? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Guys do end up signing. They always, you know, I'd be cool with cats. Like, I'm just the type of player, like I talk trash to everybody, but like, in my opinion, I'm I'm great teammate. I'm a great dude. Like I do everything I can for my teammate. So people like be like to be around me. And they mm-hmm. would they would tell me like, bro, he told us like we want to sign you because uh these guys here are soft, they don't know how to work, you know, they've been here playing with playing for their grandpa, so they look, you know, they they look at Coach Caldwell like a grandpa, so they never want to upset him and all this other stuff. Just like, it was just bad, bro. Like it was too much disrespect for me and I ain't really with that. So when I got traded to Seattle, it was like 180. Like, you get, bro, I can call Pete right now. And mm-hmm. for the first year I was there, Pete would come to me every day and be like, hey, you still waiting for us to pull the rug from up under you? He's like, we have fun here. Like, yeah. you, is it big or do you? I'm like, bro, I don't know. Like, I don't trust nobody, bro. Like, mm-hmm. come to work and that's it. And mm-hmm. that culture really changed my career for the better. Like, it made me. The player I am and I enjoy going to work. I don't have no problem going to training camp. I don't have no problem I practice every day. Like I'm cool because I know what it is. I know it's a respectful culture. I know we're gonna have fun and I know we're gonna work. So uh it's dope. You
2: nah. Do that? You can't, you can't, man. So again, you going into another another situation with the Seattle Seahawks, right? You got a former UT great seattle Seattle, great earl thomas um you got bam cam chancellor so again you walking into another room with the just the legion of boom in general richard sherman um so you walking into a situation where you know they had made a name for themselves as far as secondary wise um now i feel like y'all have something very very similar um, got pieces. Got got the pieces for sure. Like you know, we mentioned um, young boy. Willa came out last year. Had a great year. Yourself, Jamal Adams. So y'all have the pieces. Um, what is it that you think as the as the OG or the vet that y'all are missing out there right now? I just think we got to be connected. You feel me?
0: I feel like we got to be connected to each other. I always tell cats like that ruined my rookie year. I always talk about it, and I know they probably get tired of it, but I tell them the room my rookie year was the most close-knit team that I've ever been on in a secondary Like We were just close-knit. The old heads respected the young cats. The young cats respected the old cats. You know what I mean? It wasn't no jealousy. You know what I mean? Josh didn't have no jealousy with me competing for his job. It wasn't none of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to call Josh, um. Like, I used to be like, Uncle. Like, hey, what I got like here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't no, like, no turmoil in that room. It wasn't none of that. And everybody wanted to help everybody. You know what I mean? And, um, I just think that's what we have to get. Where like, hey, y'all come to my crib. You feel me? I'm going to have my chef at the crib. Y'all come to the crib. We hang out. Like, this coming weekend, Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford. I'm going to have all the DBs at the crib. My chef fly there from Texas. We're just going mm-hmm. to have, like, crab and, Sausage and shrimp and all that different stuff at the crib. Yeah. we don't have that. I think COVID kind of messed that togetherness up. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. with COVID, it just kind of made everybody like drift apart because mm-hmm. I know that year was crazy for y'all. Yeah. 2019 was hella close. 2020 had to be spaced out because of COVID. 2021, it was still messing, dealing with the COVID stuff. You feel me? Yeah. To- yep. Couldn't go over to people's house still and stuff like that. 2022, me and Ma were both rehabbing in the off season. You feel me? So mm-hmm. we spent all our time in our in our where we live and I respect the place where we live. And then when we got there, we wasn't fully healthy, you know, like we are still working through. So we really could never build that togetherness. And I feel like now, you know, what I mean, at least I'm healthy. Ma is on his way to being healthy. Yep. Love is a big piece too from, from New York. Yeah. And love is a big piece for That's us. Crazy for- y'all got him. Get yeah, I mean, he should have got paid.
1: He should have got paid. paid. paid OG, yeah.
0: You know? We got the young boy spoon. We still got a little Kobe. So like everybody, right. gotta, we we know each other. You feel me? Where like it's all right. These young boys, Kobe and Reed, they ain't rooks no more, bro. Like, nope. y'all gotta put in yeah. like y'all gotta be involved in the leadership stuff too. Like we need y'all to teach these young guys the ways. So it ain't all on me, Ma and Jay Love. Feel mm-hmm. me. Uh, I think we on our way though. I think yeah, we hit the group message back and forth now. Um, you know, I mean, I think those things are, are building. And I think the activities that we doing together, whether that's coming to the house, chill, we watch the fight, hang out, do whatever we want. You know, what I mean, little baby gonna be out there two weeks. I got us a suite out there for the little. Yeah. Baby. You know, what I mean, just the yeah, more yeah, you yeah. guys, the more you can trust guys. And I think that stuff matters, and I think that's what we've been we've been doing this year because we know the expectation is for us. Nah, that's, that's what's up, it. man. I, and obviously the expectations for you, you know, are, are higher now every year. Every year, that's what people are going to expect when you touch that field to be a pro bowl, all pro level um, safety. And for the people that's tuning in, that's watching this, and look at you, to look up to you, that watch your game, what's kind of like, What's kind of the secret sauce that goes into it? Obviously, everybody prepares for game. Everybody watch, watch film, different practice, different offseason. But when I watch a tape, you can watch tape and you can tell the guys that watch tape, the guys that prepare, the guys that know their opponent, know the splits, know the formations, kind of can anticipate what's coming. So for the young guys watching, what is Quandre Diggs? What does your, your week look like when you're preparing to play a quarterback or, or an offense, say like the San Francisco offense, we going to throw a lot of different things at you. What's your week look like uh, preparation wise uh, for an all pro pro bowl? Sake? I think for me and a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people won't understand. And, and a lot of people probably can't get to the level. Honestly, it's not like a copy thing. It's more of like, yeah, you guys don't understand how much I watch ball. Like you feel me? Like. In the locker room before games, you know, we got the latest slide. I'm watching games. I'm on the NFL. I got the little NFL channel on my phone, on my iPad. I'm watching games before our games. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm watching college games on Saturdays. Even growing up, me and my dad would watch all the games. You feel me? Like, it wasn't a time where I wasn't watching football or playing football or doing something like that. So I think for me now, I watch so many games. I watch Sunday night games, I watch the Monday night game, I watch Thursday games, I watch games before my games. Mm-hmm. Um early, I watch games after all games on the plane. So like whoever our opponent is for the next couple weeks, I'm trying to flip through their games. So I'm
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, I'm in the locker room getting ready. I'm on the training table and I'm watching whoever we playing next week. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like Y'all seen that? Like, y'all seen that? The boys just ran some crazy stuff. You feel me? So mm-hmm. the, on Wednesday, I ain't already seen that coach. Like, they ain't gonna. Yeah. Out, I promise you that. So like, it starts for me on Sunday. Really, like, start on mm-hmm. Sunday. I got my game. I already know what I'm doing in my game. You feel me? Like, I know what this offense doing because I watched them already. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. So I ain't really studying before the game. Because me, I'm like, I don't know about Sunday. I ain't gonna learn. <laughs> It, it's over with. The hate. What did they say? The hay is in the uh hay is in the par. Yeah. yeah, that's it, bro. Like if I'm out there studying, you can call that a wrap, bro. So I just think like that. So I'm watching other stuff. So on Monday, on nothing. I'm watching hold it. on, hold on, real quick, Q. I got to pause you right there. What
2: A.B. what you used to do? What was you watching before games? Um, if anything, nah, I would I would just go and just look at it one more time, you know what I mean? So I would go back, my clip notes, like, right, boom, right, my mm-hmm. boom, all right, yeah, I'm hooked, I'm good here, good here, good here, Um, or I would go to my other safety, just depending on who it is, like, look, remember this, these are yeah. like our two joints that we want to, if we find, if we see these two formations right here, we yeah. should go look at each other and be like, yo, like, somebody's to go get some shit, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Um, but for real, for real, like, really, it was just, the music man like I was just getting zoned in um because again to your point like at you know Sunday shit, we playing at one if I'm trying to flip through shit at, at 11 30 12 o'clock that, that's a bad look that's a bad yeah, look for me ball, yeah. it's a bad look for the defense but um I would say more so it would just be like um not even to fine tune but to solidify like okay everything that I did this week everything that I looked at review should we good to mm-hmm. go yeah. yeah.
0: I was I was a highlight guy. I would watch Seawood. Seawood highlights, uh Air Reed highlights, just all them, all them them pill getters and cats that go and get that Tater. Definitely highlight music, same thing. Yeah. Um, it's definitely interesting to hear because once again everybody always got their own unique process, whether it's week preparing for that week or pregame. But all right, back to what you're saying, Q. My bad. No, you good. So for me, yeah. bro, Monday name ain't nothing. I don't watch I ain't watch. Honestly, we go in there and we watch the film from the game before. I ain't really paying attention, bro. Like I ain't gonna my, my, I have like a memory, so I know exactly. So once I do something crazy on the game and I didn't mess something up, I come straight to the side. Like, I'm like, code that's me. Like I I messed that up. Like, I know off real. like that's me. Like I gotta fix that. So Monday, we go in there, we doing our tell the truth Monday. Bro, I'm in there for the vibes, bro. Like I'm in there. I'm cool, with it. like bro. Uh, I'm finna go pick my daughter up from school when I leave here. <laughs> so Monday, I ain't really watching no ball. I watch Monday night football. Me and my lady, we watch Monday night football. And then I don't watch no football. Tuesday, I wake up, get my massage, uh, get my massage. Then I watch some film. I watch like a game after I get my massage. I watch a game, whole game. I just want to see, you know what I mean. I don't want to watch cutups. I want to see the, the- Florida the game. Yeah, see yeah. how I grow up. Yeah. And then I watch the game, then I hang out, then I go pick my daughter up from school, then hang out with my daughter. It might take her to the park. How about? Um, and then later that night, after I do all my dad routines. Me and my girl watch a show, and I get it. It's like nine thirty. I get in. I watch film for like an hour and a half before bed. And I feel like that's when they stick the most. So I watch another game, you know, I go through what I will, you know, because they always put the stuff on there Tuesday night and like what the game plan will be. So I write some notes Then I go in on Wednesday and if I'm cool with this opponent, like I'm cool with him, like I see what the coach is putting up there, but honestly, I'm mm-hmm. back there, I'm watching more film. I'm watching my own film. I'm like, I need to see what's yeah. going on like from my perspective because mm-hmm. coach could have yeah. up there and they don't give you no detail of why they ran this play. Yeah, now, context, yeah. See, hey, why they ran this play, you know what I mean, out of this formation this way. So, yeah. so then Wednesday night, I watch another game. So I really try to get like five full games in, five full games of the team. And then I start watching cutups and I start watching breakdown. And then Thursday roll around, it's third down day. So I already know mm-hmm. third down. I didn't watch five games by that point, so I'm yeah. like, yeah, they like this room. They like going here. Like, that's what they do. You know, what I mean, they got a go to player, but I watch so much ball too that I know like before coaching put their personnel up there. I know who the fast guy is, mm-hmm. possession receiver. I know if he sub in, he getting the ball. Mm-hmm. So I know all that. So I with really need gadget help. guy. Yeah. yeah. Hey,
2: qu- question for you as a, as a safety, right? So for me. Like I said, like, I would do the same shit, right? You know, fast guy, gadget guy. If this guy lines here, something is up. You know, he doesn't align here. Um, but for me, it was always – I need two or three formations, right? Like, two or three key formations that I'm going to see throughout the game because they always go to it. they going to get it to it differently. They're going to shift. they going to motion or whatever the case may be. Do you go in a game with, you know, trying to get, you know, a formation or two or – is it really for you, like, okay, I done did my film study. I'm going to let my instincts take me to the ball. Because um, I've seen something. you. Had, I think you had posted on Twitter not too long ago. And I think he – I don't know what y'all was – y'all might have been – Like quarters? Quarters or halves. You know what I'm saying? You might have been on the quarter side or whatever, and you went and got it. Yeah. And that was all film study. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I, I know they're not coming to my side, so I can go – and get it, like, as a safety. I just like to hear, like, how safety's kind of, like, see the game. Yeah. Do you get your plays, or do you let the, just let your instincts take you to where you need to get to? It's a little bit of both. That's That specifically was, bro, it
0: was all week. So I have been watching the Raiders all week. DC's my guy, first of all. Derek Carr, that's my guy, mm-hmm. Yeah, Me and DC was at the draft together in 2002. Both our brothers got drafted. Of course, his brother went first, mine went fifth. So, me and DC have been since then. So, it was always a tell with them. You feel me? They would get under center. They would get under center. And then they would get the little slot. I bet. You feel me? They do run the ball out this formation. But every time, bro, every time, and I peaked this on Tuesday night. I watched two games on Tuesday. They did it both games. You know, you come from New England, Josh McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Played, against, played against Tom when they had Gronk. It was always a little, uh, little fake. Hit the little pop pad, Gronk across the middle. First, yeah. Gronk, Gronk hit the little deal. So I'm like, oh, this might be that formation. I see it. All I see is the receivers go cross. So in quarters, me and Reek really supposed to play. I'm supposed to take the inside seam, He's supposed to play the outside seam. Mm-hmm. Of course, he the boys are gonna mess up. Like Reed stayed on the scene, and if they would have threw the little wheel, we would have been burnt. Cause
2: I'm right, like, right
0: going over there. As soon as I seen Buddy do that, boom! I just took off, and I knew what was coming because I knew it was gonna be the play action. They don't run the they don't run the scissors when they run the ball. They only run the scissors when they doing that little pop hat, and yep. I just off. Oh. And our linebacker made a hell of a play. He got in the pass the leg, tipped it, and I just went and got it. But it was just our film study. If I would have knew that, it didn't matter if the ball popped up. I'd have been 15 yards away trying to stay on my scene.
2: Right, right. But
0: it's just that and then the IQ. And sometimes I can just come out, no lie, I can come out, and I can look at a formation, and I'm like, oh, this is the play that's coming. Mm-hmm. And I know that our film study, but it's also IQ because – it's like, this is all they can do out this formation. Mm-hmm. So I put other guys in positions like, hey, scoot over, scoot over. Like,
1: mm-hmm. you,
0: this, you go do this, I'm finna go make that play. Like, do you feel me? Like, it'd be stuff like that. So, uh, but I learned also, you got Bobby. You know what I mean? Bobby watched so much tape. He's so smart. And I can relay info to him, and then he'll relay it back. Like, hey, bruh, it's, it's a yeah. You feel me? So it's a little mixture of it all, and – you know I mean? I've been blessed. Like, I've really been blessed to be around Ball so much that, like, sometimes it does feel kind of easy and it gets kind of boring sometimes. No lie. Like, it gets kind of boring sometimes because you see it so much and you want other people to see it the way you see it.
1: Yeah.
0: Or a guy like that. And so that's why that's a lot of my frustration comes from where it's like, dang, bro. Like, just look at it like this. Like, how do you not see that formation? We went over that all week. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to you got to teach people to do. Yeah, and, and you brought it up before we let you get out of here. You brought up Bobby, and I, and we were talking about you making plays and interceptions, and the first one that kind to my mind, when Bob was in L.A. last year, week 18, to yeah. send y'all to the playoffs. Yeah. You pick off the seven route. Baker Mayfield, you come out the post, I believe. He throw a little inside. Boom, you make an over shoulder catch. I think. You could have hit it up the sideline for a good 20-30. I don't know how your momentum was working, but you catch the pick. <laughs> you pointed at Bobby on the sideline. What was that conversation like? Was it a conversation between between you and Bobby after the game? Uh, I got I got to know the, the, the details on that one. So, funny story, right? So, the night before the game, mm-hmm. you
1: know,
0: Bobby is a Seattle legend, bro. So, me and Bobby like this, bro, like, like yeah. hey, I got traded, Bobby hit me like, hey, bro, like, we need you. Like, I'm excited that you're here. Me and Bobby had to say agent at one point uh, before he wanted to do his own thing and be as an agent, which is dope. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Yeah. so Bob, he came to the uh, – he came to our hotel the night before the game and came and chop it up with me. So, we talking in the what's name? We talking. I'm like, bro, we going to beat y'all. Like, y'all go out there and do that. I, I know you want to win, but, like, mm-hmm. beat y'all. So, that's just our relationship You know what I mean? It's really like big brother, little brother, and we not even that much, you know what I mean, apart, years apart. That's what it is. So every series, I wish y'all could see, but, like, every series, I knew where Bobby was going to be, right? Because Mm -hmm. he did it in Seattle. He would look at his little plays. He would go at the opposite end and watch the offense. That's All the way down to the left side of the sideline, yep. So before every series, I would walk out there, and I would see him over there. And I would go out there and I'd do this to him every time. So, like, I would just <laughs> back. he would be like, like, just typical Bobby, like, man, whatever, play the game. So I'm like, all right, like, whatever. So when Baker threw the ball, I knew exactly where Bobby was at. Uh, they had a great play for all cover three. Like, it was. Oh, yeah. If, if that would been Stafford, that probably would have been a touchdown.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I see it. And we had another one, A.B., just another one. good one that you wasn't at. Our coach had told us this. He told us if the little dude, uh, Tutu Atwell, yeah. if when he comes in motion, and I think if he gets past the tackle, it's a pass. It's a deep shot. Uh-huh. Snap it, and he's, like, at the guard. It's, like, it's not a deep shot or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was a deep ball coming because when they snapped the ball. So I just break, and I see the receiver running straight. But, like, Van Jefferson, he running, but, like, he ain't looking at me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, why ain't he looking at me? Like, that's kind of weird. So I'm like, he running, he doing his little runs. I'm like, let me kind of open my hips and turn to him a little bit because I don't think he's about to cross face. Yeah. I cross face. I look. I see Baker loading the ball. I'm like, oh, snap. I'm like, he open. I'm looking like, where is Rick? I'm like, we ain't covered three. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that deep hook. I'm like, where we got? Like, oh, man. So I start running. Like, oh, now I see the ball. I'm like, I'm going to pick this joint. So I go up, catch that joint. Mind y'all, my confidence had been kind of shot, bro, because mm-hmm. I dropped like four picks last year, and I never, I will not be dropping picks. I yeah, that it. was a hell of a catch. So I'm like, am I going to catch it? Am I going to catch it? I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. I just go catch it. Soon as my head turned, I kind of like black out a little bit because I'm like, Oh, I made this play.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I look to the sideline and I see Bobby. And I point the, as I'm pointing the ball, I'm still moving that way. And by the time <laughs> I turn to look up, I was already out of bounds, bro. So they were like, Just go celebrate. Yeah, I tried to play it off on the sideline. I told them, Boy, I told the offense, I'm like. Yeah, they don't pay me to go. They don't pay me to go do that. They pay me to go get the ball. I got the ball. Y'all go score. Like, yeah, I'm go put it there. Yeah. But it really is my momentum took me out because I was trying to show Brody and point the ball at Bobby. But he came up to me at the game. He was like, don't you ever point that ball
2: at me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, before, before we let you go, right? So we shot, we shot the pile earlier this morning, man. Yeah. And I know you're a competitor. You talked about it earlier in the pod. Um, and we talked about these um, Madden ratings that came out.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it had the top 10 safeties as far as rating-wise. And I told d But I'm like, man, I'm going to ask Q, when they get on the, on the pod, uh, how you feel about that. Because I feel mm-hmm. like you, you, you should be up there. Yeah, like, absolutely. Even though, even though at the end of the day, Madden ratings is Madden ratings.
0: Whatever. Not even the list though, A V, the list that came out, the coaches, execs, and players.
2: So h- how how do you feel? Like I know and D Bucks said, like, you know, shit, when we played when the Madden raids came out, shit, you can go on there, you can see what your rate is, cause just cuz that's what mm-hmm. it is. That's how it's been for a while. But the ballers, the true, the true cast that know that know the game, know um, as far as like how you play the position, you play that shit like at, at the at the top, elite. How do you feel when you see that list and your name not there? I feel disrespected. You feel me, but
0: I I, I come to a conclusion of uh, it don't matter really what I do, my stats, my numbers. Uh, you go look at the I got a list on my phone. They got like the top safeties in the league. You go look at uh, completions. You go look at it, uh, pass percentage. You go look at quarterback rating. You go look at all this stuff. I think it's like eight of them. You look at sacks, but I I'm not in the box, bro. I ain't gonna get mm-hmm. right. You feel it? You go look at all them. It's like four out of eight. I'm leading in four out of eight of them categories. You feel mm-hmm. me? Four out of eight. And then you go look, it's like five safeties on there, six safeties. They all, the next one might be leading two. You feel it? So, like, my numbers all speak for themselves. My mm-hmm. game speaks for itself. It's more of what I've come to realize, bro. I'm a six-round draft pick, got drafted, drafted by Detroit Lions. I'm not the prototypical safety. I ain't gonna, you know what I mean? I wasn't a first round pick, so I'm never gonna have the hype that those guys get. You feel me? I would have to go out there and go get 15 interceptions to win a defensive player of the year. Like yeah. that's good in my in my aspect. And you can have my agent, bro. I text my agent this week. I go looked at all the top 10 highest paid positions in the league. All the top 10 positions, top 10 highest, bro. It was maybe three guys that were not first or second round draft picks that's in the top ten in money. I was one of them. I was the only one in the safeties. Uh, And then Kamara, yeah, Kamara was like a fourth round pick or something like that. Mm -hmm. You go look these GMs, these execs. They got to make themselves look good. You feel me? Like Mm -hmm. it's my first round draft pick. Yes, he's a hell of a player, and he's a good player. But I got to make myself look good too. So I give him his second contract. He got to be, you know, I be up there. Yeah, I done just came to the realiza- realization, bro. As long as the people in the league, the guys like you guys, mm-hmm. my my coaches, the Sean McVays, the uh, Kyle Shanahan's, who I compete against twice a year, mm-hmm. the guys coming to me before every game, and they like, hey. We think you might be the best in the league. Like mm-hmm. when McVeigh and Kyle Shanahan telling me that, and Pete Carroll. I don't need nobody else to tell me anything. Like, yeah, three of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. So I mean, when I when I get it from that, bro, I'm cool. Like I'm cool. It pisses me off because that's you know what I mean, you no know, people that do like the 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 votes, the media votes, and all that. Like they be all pros, bro, and I feel like. I've been for two years. I've been been undercut in these all pro votes because like I go out and I had these years, bro. I the, the year I broke my leg, I had mm-hmm. ninety five tackle five picks, like nine PBU's. Like them numbers, ain't nobody else doing them numbers like that. And I still can't make all protein. So for me, I I, I still be pissed off, but it's not like how it used to be, bro. Like I rather look at it at my daughter and look at my son. And, my wife and making my brother and my mom proud, bro. Like, yeah. And trying to be fighting with these people. So that's why when I tweet out last week this all mm-hmm. I mean about this list and I listed all the stuff that I do. did, I done dropped the mic, bro. That's it. Like, no,
2: it. I respect it. I respect it. I respect that's it, man.
0: I'm competitive. Well, you know, I'm competitive as shit now. like For sure. <laughs> Luther, Derwin, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we all competitive as hell. We all compete. Antoine, but we all close. You feel me? So like,
2: them boys know if
0: I talk my shit, they know I ain't disrespecting them. That's just me talking my
2: shit because they know who I'm. Absolutely. I am. Yeah. Nah. Facts. Nah. I, said, I should be though.
0: Yeah. I should be. So. That's a fact, man. And this off season, man, y'all gotta get together, man, with the DBs, current, former, whatever. Need to do we that, just get together, man. Break some bread, fellowship. Obviously, Slay, we had a spaces. You was on there, a lot of a lot of cash was on there,
2: we was talking about doing it. We definitely got to do that, man. Somebody so got to pay off, man. We just can't keep talking about no, it. No, so we're gonna, we we gonna make it happen, we're gonna make it shape.
0: So, next offseason, I'm with it, bro. Like, yeah, real. me and Slay, we'll talk about it. I'll make sure GQ is the planner, so I'll make sure he trying to plan some stuff. And, bro, we really get it done because I'm tired of seeing these other people do it. If we don't do it. Yeah, do, man, it only makes sense, man. But hey, man, keep being great, man, on and off the field. Uh It was a pleasure, obviously, man. We love having you on the pod. Long time coming. Uh, Hopefully, it's not the last time we have you on here. Nah. So, hey B, just so you know, I stole the sock game from you. Hey.
2: Oh, don't hey. tell hey. him. Hey. Oh hey. shit. Hey. 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 Oh. hey. We we be talking about this shit all the oh, time, man. Look, we gotta edit this shit out. We, 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 we. Hey, man, appreciate you, boss. Appreciate
0: right. you, man. The low cut socks, you show the skin. I got that from AB. I swear, I swear. Because hey, listen, to this. and who put me on? A Dub, A Dub was like, I coached this, I coached this cat, I coached, and I already knew you, of course. That I knew, yeah. I coached this cat at Indy, and this one, I just got moved to say, he's like, you remind me of him a lot, like. Y'all both shorter, compact dudes who go get the ball and tackle, like all that. Like, and I just remember like cutting on the film and watching the film. I'm like, hey, that's swag kind of click. I used to wear the long, I used to wear the long socks.
2: junk, yeah. I start doing it and I got a couple fines, but most of the time they leave me, they let they me. Leave you alone. Yeah. Especially when you start making plays, they gonna be like, ah, right, you know what I mean? But oh. Hey, why definitely. why
0: you ain't why you ain't put that 4-1 on? Why you ain't why you ain't still his jersey no more? <laughs> I wore 37 now. And I wasn't too far away
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> too, I won 37 for two years. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that far away. Hey. Ooh. Hey look, man, that four one, man, you know it was it was a story. You made, it, you too, made it work. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, please believe it wasn't the first choice, but hey, it was what it was. You made it work, dog. Hey, you it, made ain't it work
0: it, for sure.
2: That's it, man. But like d Bus said, man, we definitely appreciate you, man, jumping on the pod, man. We definitely gonna have to get you um, back on the pod, man, during the season. Obviously, when you get some downtime, man, just see how yeah. shit going, man. But, again, man, you've been having a, a hell of a, hell of a career, man. Um, salute to you, man, and just just keep it going, man. Keep stacking these keep stacking these seasons, man, so that 401K can man. keep going up. Yes, sir. You know that. Appreciate y'all. I appreciate you getting seven
0: this year. I need, you get at least seven this year you crack that 30 mark. Yep, I need seven plus. At need seven plus. You you best believe it. I check all those stats. So, Earl is like for me, Earl and Ed Reed that's top of the top. So, he finished with like 30, 31. So, I gotta go get e. him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, all right. Shit, three years plus, three years in a row, four, four, four plus ints, man. So, go okay, get that's it.
0: Impressive, yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Love, up, really- man. Y'all boy, all right, for respect. All right, bro. Already, man. Stay healthy, bro. Ball out. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. There you have it, man. Special guest, uh, like we said, long time coming. Quandre Diggs coming on the show once again. Just showing you, everybody got their own unique path, unique stories, and uh, hopefully we have it back on. We definitely gonna be locked in. Now he's officially a man-to-man alum friend. Yes, sir. Contributor, man. So, uh, appreciate y'all for checking us out more. Interviews with great players, great people coming down the pipe, man. Pause. Uh, I'm one half of the pod. <laughs> There's Butler. I got my guy, Antoine Bethea. Yes, You got sir. the closest Marks, OG.
2: Nah, man, that was it, man. Like you said it all. And shout out to Quadrate Dish, man. Jump it on, man. More to come. Yes, sir. You go. You heard. Yeah.
1: Talking, man to man, they can't got me. Me, that's why I want it so bad Must be the hustler in me that keep my foot on the gas, when you got it from nothing, then hard times ain't so bad, just know I'm coming for everything that they said I couldn't have, I put my life inside it, yeah I kept it silent, yeah I played the field that's how I feel about it We put numbers on the board we always up the score, yeah we stuck to the planet, never ran now they can't man, see to man yeah we talking man to oh man They can't guard me. Man to man, they don't wanna see us. Man to man.